This is Well Basically with your hosts, Mike DeSilva and Sam Weeks. Well, basically. On today's show, the children are dieting. The children are dieting. <laughs> Won't someone think of the children? <laughs> there is a bit of stuff going on in the UK in regards to children, young ones, ages 8 to 16, if I remember the conversation. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Aged from three for body awareness. Oh my goodness. We talked all about that, read some studies. Mikey had some thoughts. He was inflamed, infuriated. I don't know if inflamed is the right word I want to go with. I like inflamed. It's It's like you're kind of sick. (laughs) (laughs) Engorged. (laughs) We hope you enjoy today's episode. This is Well Basically. 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 Well basically. Checking in your one, two, three. Tahirua. Toru. Fa. I don't know. What is it after that? Rima. And then Ocho, right? <laughs> Ono. Fetu. Fetu. Waru. Tekau. Tekau. Tekau Marua. Yeah, you're way better than me. That was actually 12. Oh. <laughs> I went 10, 12. But we can put that down to my mathematics. That's like when I was learning German, I got really good at counting, and now I can only remember. Scheiser? Yeah, that's, that's all I can remember. <laughs> I was terrible at languages. Eins, zwei, dry. That's it. And then four. I used to, learn, used to know um, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Now I don't know <laughs> what head is. I can remember. Hajime Mashte. Watashi wa. That's pretty good. I don't know what that means. Nandayel is like, what the hell? I I know that from anime. Hello, my name is Bob. Oh, I didn't bring my glasses. I didn't bring my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. (laughs) That's so small. How was your weekend? Fill me in. Ah, uh, weekend. Oh, uh, Friday I went to see uh, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah. How was that? Um... Pretty amazing. They're very talented people. Who are doing the dancing and whatnot. And the singing. Yeah, yeah. there were some duets. I didn't think I was going to like the music because I like the original music. Yeah. But I did really enjoy it. I got um, quite excited. Did Alanis Morissette feature herself as a character? Did they break the fourth wall? Uh, not that I'm aware of. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um, Maybe just someone who looks like her. I wish. Well, I, even with my specs, I couldn't quite. Did I wear? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, it was good. Uh, a pretty heavy storyline. And it was a Friday. And I'd smash three beers beforehand. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Mikey's show review is what do you give it out of 10? Critic score. Uh, like a nudging and oh, I don't, I'm not very good at musicals. I'd probably give it a 7.5. Okay, 7.5. Well, good reviews. What's the show called again? Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill. Okay, so to give it a 7.5, what would be its shortcomings? I don't really know what I'm basing that on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 7.5 is it was solid, but it wasn't amazing. Maybe it needs an 8. Okay, all right. Uh, but there was this really cool part where they, I'm sure someone's done it before, but I haven't seen it, where they perform in reverse. So they're doing like... They the play rever- the song... No, the, song's going, so the song's going forward, but the scene is going backwards. So she goes, they all, for an entire, like, for a good four or five minutes, they're all going backwards, doing oh. the the reverse of what 
the scene was. That's pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So you're giving it an eight based on the backward scene? Yeah, and the dad was really attractive. Okay, yeah. That's maybe an 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Even in his dad clothes. Really? Yeah. What was it about him? Uh, I mean, also, to be fair, he was quite blurry, so maybe it was what I thought he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not bring your glasses to that either? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pending. pending. Have you ever thought about getting judgment. laser eye surgery or anything like that? I don't know if I can because I have an astigmatism. Do you? I have weird shaped eyeballs. Really? Yeah. I couldn't tell. Well, I think you have to get pretty close. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? They're not circular? No, they're kind of football shaped. Whoa, that's so wild. Yeah. So sometimes I can see, like, I have quite good peripheral vision. So things are coming. So at you're me like from the a prey animal. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's so here, perfect for you. Head on, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I can see a bus coming from the side, but if I'm if I'm cycling towards it, so you're fuck. like a sheep or a rabbit. That's the cutest thing ever. Oh, do they have football eye- eyeballs? No, they have eyes on the sides of their heads, so they can oh, see yeah. behind them and stuff coming. That's yeah. yeah. It makes reading quite challenging sometimes. Well, it also makes like rolling your eyes quite. Yeah. Hard right because you can't go as far. I don't know if they're actual footballs. <laughs> <laughs> they're just footballers. Footballesque, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so cool. That's a random fact I did not know about you. you yeah, have- well, it, it's not. No, I don't think it's a normal ideal scenario. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, anything else it. I should know about your body? Uh I'm mixed-handed. Ambidextrous. No, it's different. What is mixed handed then? <laughs> well, I think ambidextrous is when you can do like both things equally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, so I I play sport right handed, but I'm left handed. Well, if you were to skateboard or surf, would you ride goofy? Uh, I don't know what that is. I would face that way. Okay, that's really good for the listeners. <laughs> We're not filming. I would face if the board was forward, right foot forward or right. left foot forward. Uh, left foot forward. Yeah, you're like, that's, I can't even remember what that is. Yeah, I think that's goofy. I can't, I need to stand up and see what it feels like for me before I can make any sort of decision on that. (laughs) I think that is, um, I think it's when you, when your brain doesn't develop as it should (laughs) in in the the womb. (laughs) But weird that also my dad has it, but the opposite. Pikeland is on my jacket. Look at Pikeland. Bella is not going to be happy. <laughs> she sleeps in that jacket. She's going to be like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> He's so happy there. Who is this cat? Why do you think cats like to do that? The new things. They like to be on new things. What is up with that? Yeah, I don't know why. Imagine if people did that. <laughs> just I'm went out like shopping, that. got a new jacket, left it on the couch, and I come home, my housemate Richie's just asleep <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, no. Just for context, my housemate my. Richie is a ginormous rugby player. <laughs> Just send in your jacket. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Should we play a tune? I reckon we should. Brand new Kiwi music. I'm excited about it, obviously. Oh my goodness, I love this band. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode number 103 or 4. Kenny's got the 4 out. 
Ben Skiller and I think they're the greatest. Greatest ever. One of. Kind of folky. Ever. Listen to these harmonies. First time listeners, second time listeners, third, fourth, fifth, welcome to the show. Katie is here. Mikey is here. I'm here. We're here to talk about things like we do every single week, except for uh, last week when it was a bit delayed. Soz about it, not our fault. You guys listen every week, we love you the most. Shout outs to you guys who work in uh, textile factories. We all need pillow covers and uh, sheets and things like that. Tea towels also. We thank you for your hard work. I love a fresh tea towel. Yeah, so do I. Oh my god, I need some fresh tea towels. You can tell. Those are clean. Oh. Yeah, some of mine look like that. This is great Sunday music. Hopefully it comes out on Sunday this week. I never knew I got Chelsea, sing, sing it to me more. Beautiful. Oh, I don't want to cut it off. That song makes me happy. Actually, their whole last EP made me very happy. Such an amazing blend of different musics. Noises. Question. Question. Guys. Yes. Are you supposed to throw out your tea towels after a short amount of time? Like, say, you know, when they start to get a bit yuck. Are you supposed to throw them away? You could, I guess, what what can happen is, which is what I've started to do, is they no longer are a functional tea towel. Instead, they are a dishcloth. They're a dishcloth. Because they might look dirty, but they're not actually dirty. Right? Yeah. I've got some nasty looking tea towels, and every time I'm like, feel so much shame when someone comes to my house and they're like, oh, look at that tea towel. I'm like, it's clean. It just kind of looks nasty. I'm sorry, but tea towels to me are such a weird thing. They are very odd. Because you use them, you buy these ones with intricate designs and patterns to look really good. But you also need them to dry dishes. <laughs> and like a small towel. Yeah, but like they're going to get dirty and that pattern's going to get fucked up unless you have decorative tea towels. Well, they shouldn't get that dirty. What are you What are you wiping with your tea towels? <sighs> I'm wiping clean dishes. I'm a quarter baker, remember? <laughs> so there's always <laughs> shit everywhere. Uh, you could have designated bread tea towels. I guess I could. I love unnecessary organization. Do you? Of course you do. <laughs> oh, you guys folding the tea towels. <laughs> That's one thing, funnily enough, I don't get. I might go on a ramp- rampage every so often in terms of like cleaning stuff out and organizing it, but often it'll ha- it, I will let shit go well south before I get to it. Part of the reason being that I'm I'm way too busy to like worry about it. Uh, if it, if you can't see it in a drawer, I do not care about it. Yeah, I don't fold. Do you fold clothes? I don't fold fold clothes. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. And do you also- fold underwear? Yeah. No. Oh, do you do you do like a rolly type thing or do you fold them? I do like a a fold in, a third fold and then a fold over top. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Chloe were actually having this like arguing about how to fold a towel last night. And I'm like not that good at folding. And I was like, it doesn't need to be that complicated. But she folds it in half and then rolls it down into thirds. I'm like, well, hun, that's... 
that's not folding, that's rolling. She's like, no. I do that too. Okay. So that yeah. like, that must be the correct way to fold a towel then. So you go towel in half and then you go and then so it's like it's like third and yeah. then third and it's like a kind of like a little 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 sausage roll. Like yeah. That. Yeah, wow. Great Correct. content we're coming up with. <laughs> if you guys didn't know how to roll a towel before. <laughs> now you do. This is the point we've got to. We're, we're debating how to fold a, a God, towel. God, I tell you what, it's, it is really hard to do a podcast <laughs> every week, particularly when we did one on Friday and this week we're doing it on Wednesday. The reason for that is I'm going to be at Splinter in the Grass because Chloe wants a cheeky little hand with some work. Splendorine in your grass. Yeah. She's um, doing a couple of acts, but one of them she's doing like a bit of a set design. And at a festival, you don't have a lot of time in between acts because there's a big crowd of people and people just roll through mm. onto the stage. Who's going to that? Aren't the Strokes playing at that? Or did I make that up? Uh, they are going, I think. I've got We've got a little bit playing? of inside information on <laughs> who, just who may or may not be going and it hasn't been announced yet. So I can't say, but they might be. I think they are. Sure. Maybe they'll know by Sunday, though, and you can say now. Yeah, that's true. They should know by Sunday, so they're not going to be there. <laughs> I don't think, from what I've heard. That, I well, I'm glad I didn't go. I missing out too much because the strokes are... What the fuck, Katie? Oh, honestly, worst musical <laughs> taste in the world. <laughs> no, it's just unpopular opinion. Do not... I, there's, it's Sam, it's because I only like like three genres of music, okay? We've established this. Yeah, right. I don't think uh, I don't think a huge amount of people love the strokes, though. And they were quite popular for a hot minute, but... Mm. Uh, they're a great band. Yeah, they're very good. I like them. What are you doing for New Year's? We're working another festival. You should come. Yeah, maybe. Lost Paradise. How far from... Do you like the Arctic Monkeys, Katie? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Oh, my the God. I was, about to, yeah, I, did get into I was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on some credit. There are some, there are some bands that I really like. It's just the Red Hot Chili Peppers that I think should burn in a bus fire. They're, you know what? I'm yeah. not super, like, super huge fan of them. Their new album wasn't bad, though. For the for the chili, I like the odd song. I can get into the odd stong, odd odd stong for um odd stong, odd stong <laughs> for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, should we do our topic for this? Week, Let's Mike? get into some headlines. Mikey's brought some headlines in. Do you have a uh, news of the world sound for me? I need. I'm need... breaking news. Okay, it's it's, really I'm gonna news, I'm gonna put it in. I'll edit it. <gasps> Da, 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 da. I don't know what people say on the news hour. All right, don't make this at the top of the hour. <laughs> All right, so I stumbled across some um, some headlines that grabbed my attention this week. Very randomly. I'm going to read them out to you. You can imagine this, like, set me off. Uh, words are very small, so I have to zoom in. Oh, God, I'm so old. It's my astigmatism. We're starting right. in a GoFundMe to get you an iPad so you can look at oh, it. yeah. I could be scrolling with a, one of those pens right now. All right. Increase in underweight children recorded in new figures. Three times as many healthy children attempting to lose weight, study finds. More than a quarter of children in England on diets, even if healthy weight. Worrying number of... Shall I continue? Worrying number of slim children dieting. <gasps> Heaven forbid, just the slim children. <laughs> we'll come to that later. Alarming rise in children trying to lose weight in England, say experts. Increase in underweight children recorded in... Oh, I've done that twice, sorry. That's all right, you can do it twice. Done that twice. Important stuff. So obviously this grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, well, no fucking shit. <laughs> like, what are you people expecting? So I kind of delved into it, right? I was like, 
Okay. So whereabouts is this? Is this all located geographically? I think geographically in England. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was, um, uh, 34, just over 34,000 children aged between eight to 17. And they were like surveyed between 97 and 2016. What metrics did they use for saying they were underweight or whatever? Uh, I'm assuming that they do, they do like a an uh, their version of a BMI, which I don't quite understand. Oh, okay. I'm imagining it's still bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like your standard BMI, and then they work in a um, they aggregate it somehow with 1990 figures. Oh, figures from 1990. That's good. Up to date. Yeah, yeah. So up to date. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the main things that that. The article said there were various articles from different newspapers um, with that. The main thing that they came across was that one in four children in England are on diets, right? Number one. Uh, And one in seven who are considered to be a healthy weight by their metrics, by what they're measuring. That was the overall kind of vibe of the articles. How do do kids in those ages, like – like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I guess by thirteen, you are a bit more independent, making your decisions. How, what? How are they on diets? Who's who's letting that happen? Yeah, I, I, I presume some of it would be like a self-directed kind of diet because there's a lot of access to you know all sorts of shitty information out yeah, there. Yeah, I also forget that now that. Because it's not, I'm mold. <laughs> like, let's face it, we're all getting older. Um, that I wasn't, I didn't have all this access to technology or yeah. the means to see all the shit that's on TikTok. Which you could have just Google of. how to die, or you wouldn't just come across some how to lose weight and blah, blah, blah days. There's, so there's also way, it's like this initiative where they um, measure children as they come into school and then they measure them again after their, their BMI at, at like age six or something. Yeah, right. And then there's these, I assume associated um, weight management schemes that they implement in the UK. That they oh. implement in oh, the UK. Interesting. So I'm assuming it's some kind of combination of that plus, which I guess may or may not involve parents either through that or independently putting their child on a diet. Yeah. It's really interesting because when I was reading this article too, I was thinking that um, it might, it may have got better since like, you know, a lot of our generation are being parents now and are bringing up children because I feel like in our, when with our parents' generation, um, there was even more fat phobia than there is now. Like it was like, like you know there was a lot of like comments and it was like fun to make comments like you don't want an ass wider than your shoulders and once on the hips twice once on the lips twice on the hips type jam I I, honestly I thought that like a weight bias or that kind of thing might the statistics might have been a little better but we also didn't compare ourselves or uh, have the access to it's, media, like, Yeah, it's the access now. thing. The parents might it's be doing all they can to be, quote-unquote, yeah. um, good. Um, but, yeah. I yeah, just I mean, like, it may not have been measured back then either. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. Um, I just want to say that I can't wait for all the old people to die. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually can't wait because, but this is, this is the great thing sort of about where we live, where like when all the old people who have power die, we, we might actually have some say the sad thing about the States is they put these, all these checks and balances and that they're going to have rules that they have to live by for a very long time post all the old people dying. So I feel sorry for anyone who lives in America. Agree, but let's not forget that there are also some terrible, terrible young people yeah. <laughs> around oh, as true. well. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I found really interesting was like, you know, with children, um, so like some of my clients' children, um, there, there's a, a household that I go where I stretch an elderly woman because she's had a stroke and so every second week I go and I stretch her. And sometimes her grandchildren are over during the school holidays and – uh, one of them is like a, a younger girl and then a younger boy. Uh, I would say no older than 12. Other girls, maybe 11. And she, when this week when I went at school holidays and she was showing me on her iPad all of the things that she's been watching on YouTube on her iPad. And I was very nervous to see that a lot of it was um, influencer type oh, look at this new toy or look at this new makeup or look at this new, like, you know, this new makeup technique. You know, she's only like 12, very young, and they're all very influencery. Um, but she has an American accent from watching so much media. Whoa, that's wild. I'm talking, I'm talking to one of my clients who is a mum. She has two kids. She said that between her children's friend groups, it's super common now because they've grown up with iPads, and so a lot of them have American accents. Wow. Yeah, I think that uh, that's not an uncommon thing. There was like a uh, like maybe the Philippines or something. That's probably not the country, but uh, the same thing was kind of happening because a lot of these shows were American. American. Yeah, they were importing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Do you think that it's um, like a mainstream media impact on the dieting per se, Mikey? Do you think that this is like this is seeping down? I don't think it's mainstream media at all anymore. Think about what TV is for those kids. None of those kids are actually watching TV. It's like the new TV is now YouTube. Really. I mean, I guess you could include that is now mainstream. Yeah, right? I guess you could. But the problem with that is, is anyone who with who thinks they know what's right and thinks they have something to say has the. It's, it's not it's, as regulated. It's very easy to cu- yeah. jump on and say some stupid shit. You know? I mean, this is this is not new though because uh, I think it was the eighties or early nineties they measured um, the impact, and I think even dieting attempts after watching American television on uh, Pacific Island schoolgirls might have been Fiji, and. Uh, yeah, this is, so this is back in like the eighties, and that the difference before and after on their so there was a negative effect on body image, and, yeah. I, and I think um, from that maybe some dieting behavior. Yeah, so it's not it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing, um, but it was just harder to access some of that information, I guess. And the other interesting thing from the study was that the I think the biggest impact of the quote-unquote slimmer group was on boys. Oh. Yeah. Mm. 
So that was the other thing that they, no- they noted. And that slimming attempts among children are now outpacing rising weight gain levels, which is actually not correct. with the Because these dates are from a while ago for a start. And even prior to that, weight gain had leveled off quite significantly. Like their weight, overall weights weren't actually going up. What do you think the reason for that is? Weight stabilizing? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a down the rabbit hole kind of. Yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder if it is like uh, obviously systemic fat phobia, but also access, better access to nutritional, like more education around like nutritionally dense food. I think you're possibly seeing because there was a boom in uh, processed foods. So I'm not demonizing processed foods at all, but we've gone through that boom. So we've kind of gone, we've gained access to this. And for a lot of reasons, people are choosing those foods. And so there was that, it wasn't even a big spike. <laughs> Let me also just clarify that. It was like five kgs over. It was it was very minimal. Yeah, it was something to the equivalent of eating an extra portion of fries a year or something, very minimal like that. So these things are kind of uh, well, yes, there has been an increase. The increase has not been as dire as the media kind of makes it out to be, and the um, rates have leveled off. Thoughts come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, this whole this whole thing's super super interesting. Um, it was there any much stuff about sort of, of talking about obesity and that? Do they still think that they're an obesity crisis in the UK? Oh yeah, still- oh oh yeah. It's all it's always framed as part of. I mean, that was like the intro, or at least somewhere in the article. We're part, of, you know, this is what we're doing to tackle the obesity epidemic. These are the rates and the figures, and the kind of the the point that I uh was really interested by slash inflamed by was that uh, if you, if you go back to the, those headings and, and the crux of what the article's about, there is a focusing and a concern on the thin children. Mm. And, but there is not concern for dieting overall. And obviously for the other portion of children within those groups that are dieting. Yeah. Well, it's like very skewed impacts that that's <clears throat> going to have on them mentally. You know, they're not like, Oh, the dieting epidemic, you know, they're just saying like, Oh, there's still an obesity epidemic. And then there's more behavior towards dieting, but they're not saying that. They're basically they're saying that it's, it's good that fat people are dieting and not yeah. good that thin people are dieting. Yeah, if absolutely. we just put it in black and white <laughs> <laughs> by omitting information, that's what they're saying. <laughs> Because none of the impacts, the same impacts that are felt by these children, even though they are quote-unquote thin, the same thing are going to be felt by the people who are in bigger bodies. So one of the things that they said was, the rise in weight loss attempts among children with a healthy weight raises concerns and suggests greater attention is needed to target weight control messages appropriately. (laughs) None of them are fucking appropriate for children. (laughs) None of these messages, I don't know what the messages are, yeah. but uh, it'd be really interesting to know what the, the messaging actually is in schools. I mean, it, even what? if it's like not shit and it's probably shit, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still going to, uh, 
well, number one, remember that this is a very one-dimensional view of health, mm. which is what I take massive issue with. Like we're reducing people's health to, I mean, I maybe I maybe I'm being a bit mean by this. They could be focusing on targeting other things as well. So I can't really mm. say that. Let me let, take my comment with a grain of salt because, like, <laughs> I could be incorrect, but overwhelmingly, it feels like there is a focus in general on reducing obesity rates rather than other things that are actually more detrimental to health. One of those things being this, the weight stigma and, and fat bias that this can create, and, and it starts early on. So you, you're making – we know that it starts early on, and you're making it kids. fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> and the effect that it's going to have on the, or the, the children in those groups that are deemed to be overweight – they're having to uh, do these interventions. Like, what's that going to do in an already age where you're fucked anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to make things worse. It's going to increase fat phobia and and fat bias. Like, it's going to make things worse. And those have health implications as well. Negative health implications. Among them, the things that they're trying to target. You know, like blood pressure and 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. like that <laughs> that negatively affects the this group of people's health and you make it, and you're making it worse what do you think what this I, what do you think the solution is sorry katie no, no. oh that is such a, an interesting question and a very complicated one that we cannot answer answer fully can. because we can try uh the solution to what though is my first question well we we've let's flag the idea of solving this obesity crisis that everyone thinks they need to solve and how, if, if they want, oh, it, it's really tricky because I don't think you should be encouraging children to do anything no. really. Um, unless you, uh, well not, there's no unless I, I've being a kid is great. You should just be a kid. It's also awful if you have to go on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, number one, scrap, all of that. Mm. If we, if you want to talk like very basic health measures, like very basic that aren't, that are only going to contribute like a small amount, you know, like up to 25% of a person's health, then encouraging activity. Yeah. That was all I was going to say. Maybe the government can provide some fresh fruit. I think they have, they, they used to, they have, might do that. Yeah. They used to have a really poor, um, system in the UK, particularly in the schools with uh, less money. Mm. And I remember watching a Jamie Oliver uh, show. Where I he hate actually, Jamie Oliver, mm. but yes, carry on. But he actually, <laughs> he's really broke now. Don't be mean to Jamie. <laughs> All his restaurants have had to close down. Poor guy. I tell you what, 50. Well, this, this leads us into an interesting conversation because, uh, sorry, carry on. But he went into a bunch of schools and like looked at the food they were eating and he's like, this is fucked Let's try and get some more. And like, he wasn't making like diet food. He was just making no. f stuff out of real ingredients because they were just mm. eating nuggets and hot dogs and chips and all that stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I agree to a certain extent. What it comes down to is like, who's paying for the food and, and can they do it? Like, is it actually achievable? Not Jamie. Not Jamie. He coached up all the um the cafeteria stuff. Yeah, which is which is like and taught them how to buy, and, and he also got the kids involved and sort of like 
teaching them about how delicious food can be and like that type of stuff instead mm. of just like eating the nu- he taught he did this great thing where he um showed them how a chicken nugget was made and he yeah. just like got a bunch of chicken bones and bits and blended them up and made the nuggets. And he did like a test and he's like, now that you know what's in it, would you still eat it? And they eat it and they're like, yeah, it's so yum. <laughs> it's really Fucking good, good on them because yeah. they should still eat nuggets yeah. if they want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you just think in terms of stuff happening at schools, we know my diets are terrible and they're not going to work, but like simple things like that, maybe because uh, the stuff that has the, is done away from the classroom. There's enough of that messaging already outside of the classroom. Why would you bring it into schools? Yeah, and there's just a bigger picture involved with uh, food and poverty and all these sorts of things where it's not as simple as just saying the parents should change what their children are eating. Like it's, it's a bit more complex. Than it's that. a lot yeah. more complex. I think in the UK they're actually supplied with with lunch at school. Like, well, it's across the board for all schools, um, which, I mean, for some children who are living in poverty, that might be the only like decent meal that they get. And the like, so I can, I think that's why Jamie Oliver got involved in doing that to help sure that they were eating quality food in that meal. So like, I know that he was doing like spaghetti bolognese from scratch and that kind of thing, yeah. um, which was cost effective and things like that. But there was no, cause I remember watching this, there was no weight bias or like food bias as such on the food, except because they were like mostly getting like, you were right, Sam, like chicken nuggets and chips and hot dogs and like, beige food with no nutrients. And I remember him talking to the, to the schools saying that like in order for the children to be the best that they are, like, you know, to, to learn effectively and and to be um, healthy and like more to do with like concentration in the classroom that like incorporating some whole foods probably would sustain them longer and they would have more attention and focus because like, you know, nutritionally, yada, yada, yada. There was actually ahead of its time in that regard. Cause I don't remember them talking about weight at all in the whole yeah, show. Not at all. It was more about, I just remember he has said some shitty things. Has he? Yeah. What's but his- I, oh, I mean, sorry. remember there is, there is still, I don't work in a school. I don't work with children. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their palates are like. <laughs> uh, uh, the most important thing is they're eating something even if it is a chicken nugget, because they need calories. That's the most important thing first. Or they die. That's like layer one, right? Like, yeah, okay, it's a chicken nugget. I don't know why people hate chicken nuggets. I love them. But um, I don't know, like, what would, a, what would a child eat? I don't work with children. I don't know children. What do they eat? Will they eat a bolognese? Probably. Sometimes maybe yeah. not. In New Zealand now, I've noticed that, like, a lot of, like, so my friends have obviously started to have children and things like that, and they now have, like, a no-waste lunchbox type jam, and so they're sent to school. Um, but they've also, uh, some of the schools here in New Zealand, I know this for a fact, this is, and I think this is where it's getting bad, is, like, they're not allowed to have, like, nuts. They're not allowed to have, like, all kinds of things because of the allergens because some other child might accidentally take something from one of the other children's lunchbox. So now there's all these requirements around what they're allowed and not allowed to put in a lunchbox. Really? Yeah. Refined sugar is one of the things they are not allowed to put in a lunchbox. Are you kidding me? Chocolate. They're not allowed. What about a fucking roll up? 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> if I had a child, so, so many requirements around what they can and can't put in a lunchbox. There's a really good bit by Maybe a com- there's a really good comedian <laughs> bit by a comedian who's like, if you just let everyone, if you just gave all the nuts out, <laughs> there would be no more nut allergies ever because they'd all die. <laughs> Uh, one of my best friends has an allergy, so like you know, I I like her. I don't want her to die. I mean, I kind of I wouldn't I wouldn't mind my child not having nuts for the sake of another child being alive. I don't really mind that. But if that was a fucking rule at the school, you know, and I had a child, I would send that little fucker to school with a bag of chips, <laughs> some fucking chocolate, and I'd be like, "This is their lunch. They're fucking eating it. You know nothing yeah, about so- this." Shut up. The worst part is that they put passive aggressive notes in their lunchbox saying that they're. Oh, I'd send them right back. Nutritionally based meal or snacks for children. Tape to the bag of chips, I would have go fuck yourself. You you don't know anything. I don't think that's on. You. No, it's not on. A school should not be able to dictate what your kid can and can't eat. No, I mean, and also on a serious note, like. One, we're back to this one-dimensional view of Mm, nutrition and also how the world works. Like when I went to school, there were some days where we would just have like a a white bread, cheese or Vegemite sandwich or something like that. Jam and cheese. With some chips in it. Yeah. Mm. And there is nothing wrong with that. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Like, uh, you know, uh, because I think of poor parents when I think about this and I'm like, if there is nothing else in the house other than fucking chips, give the kids some chips. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just trying to keep them alive. Like, stop um, shitting all over these parents who have got enough worries. You know, like, this is what I mean about a bigger picture and about a school lunch. And fuck those notes, man. If I got one of those notes. Yeah. Oh. So if, like, I just wonder if it's. <laughs> you know those cards that when you open that, they have like a voice thing? I'd yeah. create like a contraption for that <laughs> with the lunch box. <laughs> Comment on my child's lunch. I'll be down there. So I just wonder if it's things like that, that, you know, parents have to, you know, explain to their children what they can and can't have in their lunchbox. And then it becomes, you know, especially if the message is communicated wrong, the children, the child's like, oh, well, I like a muffin. Why can't I have a muffin? And the mother goes, oh, you could have a muffin, but sugar is bad for you. And then it's like passing on a message that like, oh, I can't have a muffin because that is bad. And so the awareness of, of like obviously good and bad and weight stigma might have started a lot younger than say it would for me and you. Like I wasn't really aware of my body until maybe I was 13 when I started to get hips. Yeah. Like all of this stuff is going to contribute to the stuff that's out there already. It's just going to make it worse. I also have a huge problem with being told what to do. Oh, same. When they think about it so one-dimensionally, <laughs> huge problems with it. I would be the worst parent. Don't do that. That's illegal. Don't do that. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I'm not. If you're not harming anyone, leave me alone. Do you know what's really buzzy? What if you're a child and, you, and you're, ba- you're diabetic and you have lollies in your bag just in case you, you know, go hyperglycemic, which some definitely happens. It does you know, happen, if yeah. If you get to do their insulin. Teacher sends a note home, can't put lollies in your child's bag. What? Yeah. I mean- yeah. Uh, from my notes, <laughs> uh, size awareness and size shaming starts early. Yeah, and, and kids are mean. It's been evident in children as young as three, and so this is what I was saying. Like, yeah, that stuff's all going to contribute to making this worse, and it it's as common as racial bias in children, like as as young as nine and eleven in one study, all which right. we'll link in there. Like, it's there's more important things to be worried about. 
than chips in your fucking lunchbox. <laughs> the children are dieting. Uh, yeah, well, they are. This is what's happening. It's, and like, uh, we probably didn't need to go over it again, but diets don't work. Mm. Diet talk does not work. This is going to have a negative impact on their health. So why, if if we know that diets don't work with adults, then why the fuck are we doing it with children? Dum 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 Fuck my life. Not that we have children, but you know, one day for me anyway. Thank you so much for listening to Well, basically, if you want to find Mikey, you can find him at Well, basically Mikey. If you want to find me, you can find me at Well, basically Sam. Katie, you can find her at Float Coach Katie. The podcast is at Well Basically Podcast. The website is www.wellbasicallypod.com. Do you guys do any shopping this week, Mikey? Supermarket. Is that all? Yeah. I want you guys, I'm encouraging you guys to buy something exciting. I've got a dollar twenty six in my bank account. <laughs> I want to see what it is. It's a chair for my office in the shape, in the shape of a flower. Oh, that's pretty sick. Well, basically, approved. <laughs> approved. <laughs>